0: might be a boys night morning podcast again oh damn what's up boys what's going on guys oh no this is trouble right here this is this is gonna get weird it's gonna get good how's everybody feeling i'm good Dude, I... Warrior? you got no. the do for you joe we need a we need a better badass nickname for you other than just joe smith no you don't That's maybe cool i don't
1: i mean maybe <laughs> i don't
0: yeah you're fine okay the do. i just feel like there's the doof warrior and all right the doof warrior versus joe smith this is what's going to happen godzilla versus king kong let's get it oh, out the you yeah. guys king kong right he's gonna yeah win. king kong yeah do Warrior. Well, wins. i've
2: already seen the movie so i can't really say who won <laughs>
0: Well, listen, I know you already saw the movie because time doesn't work in Australia and you get to see things before and like winters before summer. And I get I get it now. I get it now. But can you at least tell us, is there a winner at the end? Or is can't it is it, can't anything. is it a Hollywood bullshit? Every versus movie in the history of any versus movie never has a winner at the end. So I feel like there is no winner at the end of this movie is my prediction i mean
1: perfect perfect response no spoilers here it's like two days away or three days away so we're just gonna have to hold on tight and and you know watch all those kaiju movies beforehand and really just kind of hope for the the kong victory that's all i can hope for
0: well i thought it was really good so what are you comparing it to that to say it's really good? Did you like like Skull Island and did you like the current like Godzilla stuff or did you no. not? Do you like them all? Yeah, I actually watched, I rewatched watched Skull Island last night. What do you think of? Where do you weigh in on these, Joe?
2: I,
1: for the first time yesterday, actually just watched the 2014 uh, Godzilla movie and I don't see, I remember it being kind of, uh, shit on when it came out and people really weren't didn't like it but i didn't really see the problem with it i mean it's a godzilla movie you got a bunch of people it's kind of boring for a little bit monsters show up they fight things get boring again then the monsters fight even more like it's just the kind of movie that it's supposed to be um so i don't know why people uh, were so upset but I thought Kong Skull Island was one of the most ridiculous and preposterous movies I've ever seen. For sure. And I laugh my ass off every time I watch it. Um, Granted, I've only seen it twice, but I'm going to watch it again later today because it's been a bit. But I think that's what I really, really liked about it is the fact that it was, I mean, it's fucking stupid.
0: (laughs) yes it's like <laughs> but a, it's, a comic book movie like it's a ridiculous i think it's exactly what it should be because the peter jackson's king kong is like great as it is it was so serious and so long this is like you, you can't hmm. continue, continue that you know so this was like the evil dead too to yeah for
1: sure uh so yeah i i, I didn't necessarily care for the godzilla king of the monsters but i think i didn't give it a fair shake the first time like i think when i saw it i wasn't ready to see it
2: if that makes sense
0: yeah man i get it
1: now I...
0: go ahead no you're good like you were... i thought you were we got you on lagging on here a little bit but that's okay you're good now oh. uh, i don't know. i like really i grew up watching like the old old ones which was like it was too old for even me to like probably appreciate at the time because I, I think uh, my grandma was was kind of into them so she had like all like the old like Japanese like uh VHS's of, of Godzilla so there's like like um Godzilla like versus Mecha Godzilla and like Mothra and all that so like all the old good ones and I just grew up on those so they just hold a special place in my heart they're so funny and like ridiculous and stuff So I always loved Godzilla like way more than King Kong. Until recently, I started like getting into King Kong. Now, I I mean, I'm not going to be upset at who wins or who loses, but I like the old movies like so much better than the new ones for whatever reason. As much as I tried to like the new Godzilla movie, I just thought it was like there wasn't enough Godzilla in it. But like, I guess that's kind of the point. They wanted to keep him hidden and stuff and like do all that. But it was like about too, there was too much people, too much, too many relationships like you don't need. I just want to see like monsters fuck each other up, and that's what I hope that this new King Kong versus Godzilla movie did. So, Adam, can you weigh in on this? Is there monster? Is there enough monsters fucking each other up in this to keep me satisfied? <laughs>
2: there is a monster in there.
0: Okay, I like you. I'm not. I'm not going to question you any further on this. That, that's all we need to know. I did love. <laughs> Pacific Rim, though, speaking of... No, I haven't seen that. I had a, I had good things about that movie. You should definitely watch Pacific Rim, dude. They're very oh, no, was... good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Even the second one, which was... I I don't think met pretty easily was, was totally a passable movie.
0: So, Yeah, uh, Del Toro didn't do the second one, right? He just did the no. first one. He did not. Yeah. I don't even think I saw the second one. Is it worth seeing? Uh,
1: Yes, I thought so. I I mean, I
0: enjoyed it. It's nowhere near
1: as good as the first one. Like that's true. But anytime I can watch, you know, giant robots fight giant monsters, I'm going to probably enjoy it for sure.
0: Did you uh, happen to see the uh, Godzilla like anime that they put on Netflix pretty recently?
2: I, that's on my list. My friend has seen it and he told me to watch them.
0: I, I saw one of them and I thought they were, it was pretty sweet, but I never got to uh, see the whole thing. I don't know. I love on it? like
2: three of them?
0: Yeah, there's three of them. Yeah. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Godzilla versus. This whole episode is going to be just me naming all the Godzilla movies and all the King Kong movies, and everybody's going to suffer through it. Why 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 I did this though, King Kong versus Godzilla? I think we should this episode should be Ozzy versus Dio. Like in the same <laughs> in the same format of King Kong versus Godzilla. Who would win that fight? Both in their prime? Ozzy <sighs> or Dio. Physical fight. I'm not talking about any anything with vocals or anything like that. I'm giving it to Ozzy.
1: What are their – the, I don't know. I don't I, – I need more information here. Like who, my height, weight, who's got reach, who's got what going for him? Exactly. Ozzy's got, got reach.
0: Ozzy's got reach. Ozzy's got height. But I feel like Ozzy's slow, slower and stronger, and Dio is like like a night elf. He could run, run around <laughs> and throw some, like, magic and daggers and stuff. So, I don't know, man. Maybe I might just have just changed my own mind. Maybe Dio would win. Dio was only 5'4, so
1: yeah. he's got like the. He's got like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty short. It's pretty short. But if you can, you got to be careful because if uh, he can get in there, that's where you
0: got to belt.
2: Let's
0: <laughs> see if Ozzy's wearing those high heels on the sabotage cover, you could just give him a nice swift kick and it'll be over.
1: So Ozzy was my height. He's about 5'4. 10. It says I'm about five nine. Yeah. And Same. that's well, I mean he seems like man, maybe that's just now he seems like he might have been kind of a beefy guy, but I don't picture him as being pretty beefy. I, I see him as kind of wiry.
0: Me too. I don't think he was ever in the best physical condition. So I don't know. But I I don't know. It's a toss-up. Who whoever wins, we lose. Like alien versus predator. Did you <laughs> like those movies by the way?
2: What if you put all the Black Sabbath uh singers in a
0: battle royal? Who will win that? We that would be a good that would be a good like celebrity death match to do on here. Yeah.
2: But the Sabbath edition of the vocalists.
0: So we got Ozzy, we got Dio, we got Ian Gillen. Or Ian Gillen, Tony Martin. Tony. Who are we missing? There's another one.
2: Is there a few more that we're in there?
0: There's a few more that we're in there. I'm drop. I'm dropping my. I'm dropping my knowledge here.
1: Yeah, come on, Zach. This is your home. This is where you own. I think Ray
0: Gillen. Right? Is is there's Ian Gillian and that no, Ray Ian Gillen and Ray Gillian. That's that was the uh, two that were like right uh, next to each other. It's very confusing. I think Ray was on Forbidden. And uh, Ian is on Born Again, which we're going to talk about next week, which Born Again kicks ass. I'm really excited to talk about Born Again. Before we get into all that, did you guys – I know I know the do for you. I know you're down with the mob rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, did you listen to the mob rules? Yeah, uh, I
1: did. I listened to it this morning, and it was the farthest thing that I, – I did not like it at all. <laughs> I like yeah. really, like, didn't – Feel for the first time like a Sabbath album like before, and maybe that's just because of the change and, and everything. But it felt really disjointed. All of the Black Sabbath albums like before, even though there were some tracks that didn't quite sound alike, they were all really cohesive uh, and worked together despite sure. sounding a little bit differently. And this one just felt like it was all over the place, and I just I was so bored with it. I can't. Yeah, didn't feel really anything coming from it, so I don't I, know. So far, I this is my it. least
0: favorite album. Oh, Joe Smith is dropping fire on this. I love it. I love the. I love it, man. <laughs> I mean, I've sat with this album for quite a long time. Uh, actually, I, I I'm sure I've told this story on this podcast before, but it was one of the first when I got my first car, which was a um, like a fucking Mercury Sable, which is like a Ford Taurus. Like basically station wagon. It was like what custom. color was it? It was like gold. Like, you know, like, yeah.
1: I know that gold. I remember that gold. It was yeah, more like a copper gold.
0: Right. It's not real gold, but we'll say it's gold. You know. And uh, it only had a cassette player. So I went to like half price books, which at the time cassettes weren't as cool as they are now. Now you got to pay like twenty bucks for one on Bandcamp, but half price books <laughs> used to have the shit all like the old heavy metal cassettes and like country cassettes for like 50 cents each so i bought a bunch of them And one of the first the only black sabbath one they had was the mob rules so i listened to like the mob rules in my first car on cassette like all the time so i, <laughs> I like have a special place in my heart for the mob rules it's not i'm not saying that i necessarily love it or would listen to it over anything else with dio or aussie on it but that's just a just a special antidote connection that i have with it that I mean. being said, the more I listen to it, the more I kind of grown grown to appreciate it. But as someone that has that liked Heaven and Hell, like you liked Heaven and Hell quite a bit, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, I really did. And, and that I that's surprising that you didn't like this one that much. Then I would think there's something in there, but that's that's interesting to hear. It definitely it definitely is disjointed. It definitely is like a bunch of songs thrown together versus Heaven and Hell is kind of like a a concept kind of thing. They all flow together um i will say i like the first half of of the mob rules quite a bit like turn up the nights fucking powerful that's like their neon nights you know fast and heavy yeah yeah do for you i see i see you jamming to it (laughs) over there yeah yeah i love the turn up the nights the fun that's cool the um oh let's see what's next on here i listened to this this morning for the first time i should say the uh the deluxe edition they, they reissued Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell for this year, and they remastered it and with uh, a live, I think two live shows added onto it, which it was, it was cool to listen to the live shows too because uh, you can hear Dio sing the old Aussie songs as well as, as the new songs. But the, uh, the remastered edition sounds good, especially um, Benny Atlas is on it for the first time, right? Instead of Bill Ward. And they made his drum sound really, I think, a lot better on the uh, 2021 remaster than they did on uh, any of the other recordings I've heard of this one. Um, that being said, that helped a lot. I feel like I listened to it with kind of a new ear, it was kind of uh, rejuvenating. So Voodoo was this is the second song here. And that's cool. I, I always dug that song more than most of them on here. It's kind of a uh, Creepier kind of has like a King diamond kind of vibe to it before King diamond was a thing, a uh, sign of the Southern cross track three, uh, Tony Iommi had said that he wanted that to be the, the heaven and hell, like the song heaven and hell on the mob rules, like the slow, long epic kind of thing. And I see where they're going, but to me, I don't think it holds a candle to the actual heaven and hell too. Um, uh, it's, it's an okay song. I, you know, I, I kind of, I I fall in between you two. I know the do for you really love it. And uh, Joe really hates it. I'm kind of, I'm I'm in the middle. I don't really hate it, but I don't, I don't really love it. E fifty one fifty is the uh, they brought back the instrumental track that I, I love that about Sabbath. I don't know why it must be a music nerd kind of thing, but they're like little instrumentals that range from, you know, Thirty seconds to three minutes, wherever thrown in there, and there's not one on Heaven and Hell. So I like how they brought it back. E fifty one fifty is um, really cool. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's really dark and electronic sounding, and it ushers in the Mob Rules, which is a heavy, heavy song. I enjoy, I enjoy the heaviness and the speed of this record, especially on the new remaster. I think it sounds. Sounds really good, but um, did you know the Mob Rules was written for the animated film Heavy Metal? Did you guys ever see that movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where it's ridiculous, right? So that's where this whole album kind of was born from, which kind of makes sense now that I'm thinking we, about it. Is uh, yeah, they uh, were you, asked to record song for heavy metal and they came up with the mob rules and then they were like okay this is this is we're we're doing the album the mob rules based on this song we did for heavy metal
1: if you put this album in that context of like not just that one song but saying this entire album could have been like the soundtrack to the movie heavy metal because that movie was just uh, man so hard to describe <laughs> put into words but like it, the movie disjointed kind of all over the place like oh, different yeah. styles running through the movie and there were a lot of different styles that were running through this album i felt definitely ever quite synced together for me and i think that's where the big like disconnects came from for me so i i appre- i
0: appreciate that criticism because that's something that i love about sabbath is all their stuff sounds like their albums are like concept pieces that all flows together. Well, it all, it all goes together. Well, and this is one of them that, that definitely doesn't. So I, I like that. I like, I like that. I never really thought about that before. What I will say though, is I do like the, the heaviness. It does feel like heavier and it feels like, but whereas heaven and hell, the album was so different from the last Sabbath album, you know, never say die technical ecstasy. They like completely, Changed and went for it with, uh, with Dio, reinvigorated their sound. And this sounds like they're trying to have like old Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, doomier riffs in there thrown in. And it does have a heavier feel to it. I don't know if it necessarily works or not for all of them, all the songs, but I do appreciate that. And I do think in Tony Iomi's book, he said that they wanted to try to get that heavier sound. But then you get to Country Girl, and I don't know where that. I don't even think Tony Iommi likes that song. I don't. I don't know who to blame that one on. Doof Warrior? Do you know anything about Country Girl, where that came from? And
2: you I like, don't mind the riff, to be honest. Okay, I was actually like playing with some jamming to a bit of the, uh, some the Mob Rural stuff before you know coming yeah. on him. Country. And,
0: um, yeah, that's, they have good riffs, so so, you
2: know. It is a good riff, like and um. Personally, my favorite riff is the Mob Rules, though. Like without a doubt, the the best guitar riff. Mob Rules.
0: Mob Rules. You're going with it. I'm going with that or Turn Up the Night. Turn Up the Night. I I like I like the fast neon nights vibe they were going for there, but the Mob Rules does have one. And you should definitely watch Heavy Metal, the movie, since you haven't seen it. Now I'll put that on the list as well. (laughs) You will get a song. I've got a good
2: couple of days off coming up, so I can go and check them out.
0: Heavy metal for a couple days in a row, you're going to be a different person. Trust me. <laughs> Until the next podcast. Until the next podcast, you'll be like, um, what's his name, Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange, you're like holding your eyes open and watching heavy. Yeah, metal. pretty much. Going fucking
2: nuts down there in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, have you watched the movie yet?
0: Yeah, like twenty times. <laughs> and stop watching heavy metal we're listening to heavy metal. Damn. Yeah. So what 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 does it for you on this record do for you? What what do you like about it and where what is your position on it against Heaven and Hell?
2: Well, first of all, that, the Mob Rules was my first introduction to Dio. OK, because right. um, my, when my dad used to pick me up from school and i hop in his car, he would always have rules album play. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've always been, I've always been a Black Sabbath fan when I was a young kid, and I've always been an Ozzy fan. And then when I heard that voice, I'm like, "Dad, who's this? Oh, this is Dio." I'm like, "Shit, yeah, this it's is, cool. this is pretty good." And it's then good, uh, it's it's not a bad album. I listened to the album twice today for the first time in a very long time. Heaven and Hell has a strong place here. It's uh, definitely. It's probably one of the best
0: albums from Dio. I agree. There. I agree. But, yeah. No, I mean, I'll put Heaven and Hell up there with their best albums in any, even in the Aussie era. You know, as much as I love the Aussie era, I do it's it's hard to it's hard to say that Heaven and Hell's worse than Never Say Die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put Heaven and Hell up there. I think Heaven and Hell's great. And that, that's cool how music can do that, right? Like, just how I had this cassette in my first car and you heard that when your dad picked you up, like, even if it's not the best album, even if this album totally sucked, and that was... You can
2: always sing that song, too. It's just, yeah. Yeah,
0: and that was still <laughs> the, the case. Like, how music can hold a place in your heart, to, you know, even if it's if it's not the best, is is cool. So I, yeah. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I mean, it happen to... Um, do you happen to listen to the, uh, the remastered version that's on iTunes? Uh, I yeah. haven't. No. You should check that out because it sounds really? really fucking good. Yeah. The drums sound really good. Like I said, this is the first one with Benny Apis who would go on to replace Bill Ward for uh, pretty much the remainder of the, of Sabbath of Sabbath's career. And uh, yeah. they do a good job making, making that sound powerful. And the, um, the live shows they have tacked on sound Dio sounds, the whole band really sounds really good, but Dio sounds really good singing all the Aussie songs and uh, and the uh, Heaven and Hell shit. So, yeah, you should definitely check that out, man.
2: Well, I did get around to listening to the Volume
0: 4 Remastered Oh, yeah? Edition. Yeah. It's pretty good. Excellent. And yeah. I'm still I'm still listening to it. I'm still taking it all in. There's a lot of uh, extras on there that it's just like huge for a Sabbath nerd like myself so I'm, I'm still digesting all that but I love it I would love to see them do that with even th- any album I would love to see them do it with every album but uh, I don't know I don't know if we'll get that with the Dio stuff the next album Born Again that I keep alluding to you can tell I'm excited to talk about it um, <laughs> I was just listening to an interview with Iomi um, on Eddie Trunk's podcast you know Eddie Trunk from like uh, yeah 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 he uh he was just on it the other day and he was talking about remastering the shit and how he's very involved in the in the whole process. But they want to do Born Again, but they they lost the tapes and they can't uh they can't remaster Born Again. So we are stuck with a crazy demented Born Again. But Tony Iommi was very instrumental in this um in the process of remastering the Mob Rules. So. It's uh, it's got his stamp of approval, and I think it. I think it's the best sounding version of it. Even if you hate it as much as Joe Smith, the live uh, the live tracks added on to the end are really fucking cool, and it shows Dio singing "Paranoid" and "N.I.B." and "Children of the Grave" and "Voodoo," all at the same time, and it's uh, it's re- it's pretty fun. And um, if you look at the uh, album cover, this is what I wanted to say. I forgot about. There's a conspiracy theory, although Tony Iommi dismisses it as bullshit. That in the bottom right-hand corner, kind of thing, you can see Aussie painted in blood. Do you know that? Like the, the the word Aussie, not not Aussie's face, not like not like God, Jesus, and not Jesus in a piece of burnt toast. But <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you, it's a. Uh, so it's not necessarily in the corner. It's kind of uh, it's kind of center at the bottom to the right. There's like a stick laying there, and it, it's supposed to see, see like O Z Z. It's it. You'll see it if you look hard enough. I don't know. I think it's uh, it's 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 a bit of a stretch. But, Was um, it
2: the live album you said? It's uh, It's on the Mob Rules. The Mob Rules. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a conspiracy that they killed Ozzy and wrote his name in blood. But, uh,
1: oh, yeah. The guy who's still kind of out walking around, or they, yeah, they figuratively killed him.
0: They figuratively killed Ozzy. And then they okay. got back together with him. Like, I didn't know
1: if we were dealing with like the there's an Ozzy clone conspiracy. Well, there
0: might be because that man should have been dead long ago and he still continues to prove everybody wrong. And even we'll talk when we get to 13, the final album that they did together with Ozzy. That was in like, I think that was in 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think, yeah. He went back and was getting fucked up during that recording process. Like, even like they're all like old dudes trying to chill out. They're like, Oz, oh, like we got to go to bed. Shit. He's like trying to like get Coke and stuff during the, it's crazy. It's great. Ozzy's a madman. You know, he'll never die. I don't, I, I hope, I hope we get to see him before before he goes and before you know COVID takes. Well he over. said he
2: still wants to tour anyway, so
0: I know man. I don't know when it when it's gonna happen though with all with the how the world's going. When I think our chances of getting to see Aussie again are pretty going down. But last time I saw him he was pretty fucking funny. It was good. So That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, um he had he had uh Zach Wilde playing guitar for him. So that's always a great he does the. Did you ever see Zach Sabbath or listen to Zach Sabbath? And
2: I've I've seen um his his cover of War Pigs. I've seen it on YouTube. It's really good. Yeah, dude. I don't
0: think they have anything on like iTunes or whatever. But if you nah,
2: you have to buy it all physically. I think. Or I think you can so, buy yeah. it from the store as a
0: digital format. I'm gonna okay, cool. I'm gonna look that up. But I got to see. Just Google a Zach Sabbath live performance, and they he does uh, like real obscure Black's Aussie Black Sabbath tunes with his band, and they just fucking crush it. It's like, yeah, yeah it's the best Sabbath cover band like ever. So that's our close second. If we don't get to see Aussie, we can just I hope Zach Sabbath carries on the torch. Or
2: it's funny he he posted up a comment that someone wrote. I think it's either on his or on the Instagram page. A guy was saying he stopped playing Black Sabbath cover songs and his response was we're a cover band. That's what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on their um bandcamp page now, and you can buy you have to buy their stuff, which is worth it. That that's good to know. Anyway, not to derail the podcast with you know <laughs> Black Sabbath things. What else you got what else you guys up to? Uh, fucking Dude, warrior just posted a badass deadlift. How much was that deadlift? You're getting ready for your powerlifting competition. Uh, we, Let's promote you a little bit. Yeah,
2: we're going. We're doing single sets now, dude. We're getting heavy. Love
0: <laughs> it, uh, man. How much? Uh, how much weight is that in American uh, American pounds? <laughs> you don't so have. To- I'm,
2: doing, I'm still. I'm still doing the five. Well, yeah. So I'm doing like five reps at 135. Three reps at 144, two reps of 153, and three sets of one, one rep at 162 kilos. That was my deadlift uh, today.
0: Your form's great, man. I mean, you're kicking ass, dude. Anybody uh, that wants to see Adam Gorak's progress, I'm posting it to my story. And uh, send me those uh, or direct message me or whatever so I can post them on, my, on the Death Comes Lifting feed. Because I for sure, I for sure want to do that. And you're only, yeah. seven, you're only seventy nine kilos too, man. You're pretty lean and mean. That's pretty impressive, man.
2: Yeah, I've been, I've been eating a lot lately as well. Drinking plenty of water, obviously. But um, yeah, it's gone what? really good. Three weeks to go, dude. Three do, weeks to go.
0: You have to cut weight for the uh, for the contest, or are you coming in at the? No, okay, good. Nah, I
2: put myself. I um, registered in the eighty kilos, so if I hit like maybe eighty one, that's still alright. So I'll be happy with that.
0: I think you're gonna you're gonna kill it, man. We're, we're, I wanna I wish I could come down there and rally around rally the lifting dead army around you at your powerlifting competition. But one day, we'll do that. For now, yes. I have to settle for Instagram love. But we want to keep your progress uh, updated so so people can see it that's all awesome. yeah Weird. So what about you joe how's your uh how's the training i'm putting you through treating you
1: yeah great before we get into that just this uh what you guys were talking about before because yeah. i don't know like how much does like your human physical weight have like bearing wise on the amount of weight that you can like pull like i know for for me i'm kind of sitting need to sit in a certain target range of you know certain lighter so i can move a little faster but you know I, I guess I, I don't really know because I don't pull heavy weights like like that like how much like do you want to be heavier or do you want to be lighter like when
2: you're powerlifting just- I've always I've always wanted to go that one step further over my 1RMs but then I probably like I probably wouldn't go too too heavy like my my um my my numbers I really want to hit for my comp is maybe just get an equal PB for my squat at 177 Uh and maybe trying to get close to 100 kilos for bench and try and at least get 200, 200 kilos uh, deadlift. Yeah, well, I guess my,
1: my, where my disconnect is, is like how much do you weigh physically? How much does that Bear like, on what you can lift physically, like how much your actual weight is. Like, is want to be like heavier yourself? Yeah. Okay. Most huh. of
0: the time. I mean, depending on. I mean, you. I wish I had Frank and Jan, the powerlifting guy, have on here to t- to talk about this because he really knows a lot about it. But like, if you go to a powerlifting contest. Some people are just fucking freaks of nature. Like they can look like me and deadlift like seven hundred and fifty pounds, like no problem. You know, other ones look like a Mack truck, and that's that's how they do it. Usually, if you're bigger, you're stronger. So you you usually. Um, but in terms of your weight class, like you have to, it's kind of a balancing act. It gets really um, it, it gets really mental, kind of. Um, so in Adam's weight class, like. He could either cut down and be at a lower weight class and try to retain his strength so he could win in that weight class or, you know, go up and hope for the best there. That's that's kind of why people cut weight in powerlifting is to win at their at their weight class. But the heavyweights, like the, the top, like the biggest pools, they're almost always bigger people unless they are just straight-up genetic freaks. Sure. Yeah. Interesting.
2: It, it, even the females too, they're strong as hell. Fuck yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Especially like really- even like the little ones, the ones like are probably like 70 kilos and they're doing double, you know, deadlifts or squat yeah. or
0: whatever. It's crazy. It's all hip power, man. Yeah. Yeah. Chicks are chicks are badass. We'll but hopefully, hopefully
2: we're allowed to have people to watch because our restrictions will eat, will be off uh tomorrow. Oh, good, man. That's awesome. Which is good. So, hopefully, we can
0: have people over. So, to actually. All your restrictions are off? What's up? All in like Australia or like wherever you're at, like all the restrictions are off tomorrow?
2: We, uh, well, it's Monday now. It's, it's midnight. So, yeah. So, no more masks on public transport. We still got to use the barcode um, logging thing. What is that? It's kind of like a um, health and safety thing. So it kind of tracks you down where you are at the time if the person has been um, affected with COVID, if you're around that area.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. of it that before. That's kind of big brothery in a way, but okay. I'm yeah, waiting.
2: everywhere has it. Even the gyms have it. But now everything's doing well down here. Gigs are starting to come back now or they've already come back but they might get rid of the seats and just you know people have fun
0: awesome so. man. that's that's refreshing to hear well hopefully we'll catch up to you guys even though we're but we're behind the day and whatever our seasons are backwards so give us some time we'll catch up to you <laughs> how are you guys over, over the, like, how are you guys going over there now with everything shit's kinda of easing up. I don't really have a timeline where I'm at anyway for like when stuff's gonna be like back to normal, like if you're in Texas or whatever that's wide open. depends like how yeah. Florida's its own like kind of country. it's kind of doing its own thing too. It's like spring breaks happening, and people are partying and getting beat up by the police. you know it just,
1: really depends I think locationally like where you at some I know they're still not doing certain big events in certain states, and some states are and around here we're kind of not in like an awesome spot (laughs) but that's just you know that's a whole political discussion that we don't have to get into Uh, so it's yeah it just really really depends and it's strange how every every like organization locally and you know whatever was very obsessed with all of the numbers coming through and you just heard about it constantly and now it seems like they've just stopped in general reporting on it as much so if you want to know you have to go on and like look it up and it just kind of takes it out of <laughs> they're not putting it in the forefront taking it incredibly seriously and i think that I, depending on who you talk to that's either going to go really well or it's gonna end up being really you know a bad thing but as of right now it seems like things are kind of leveled off and uh i was able to get my first vaccine shot uh just this last week so like that's cool cool man the second one here in a few weeks and uh um, yeah i mean i had i mean i guess my arm was a little sore but that's you know vaccines that's just what happens but I also like to think that now that I'm a little bit more muscly uh, it didn't last as long as some people that i talked to. That's what I was going to say
0: it's because you're being trained with the lifting that army bro.
1: Hell yeah man <laughs> like I, I have this like weird side effect that I can't quite attribute to the vaccine but I guess you know I'm I'm getting kind of ripped right now and I don't know if that's the vaccine or all the work I'm putting in but. It's a little <laughs> bit of both
0: I'll take a little bit of credit it might be all the Sabbath we're listening to it might be it might be the whole thing man it's the whole lifestyle
1: no nah, credit credit's all credit's all the you know you zach you know you've pushed me pretty hard and uh like given me a, a good framework to to like bounce off of and well, cool. i don't know if other people are taking the time to do you know side research and because you're a busy guy i mean you're running a big business so like you? yeah for, well okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing extra research to kind of make myself a more efficient machine working on some like vo2 max training on my own and that's take, yeah it's taking me out of my element because like in order to run faster you have to run lower and like i it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around keeping my heart rate super low while yeah. trying to run and like trying to get to that point where i'm not breaking that lactate threshold so when I do want to run fast, I can run faster for farther. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. <laughs>
0: I know it's, it's a whole thing. And I've looked into it too. And a lot of that shitty, as much as I'm in that whole world and try to figure it out, a lot of it goes over my head. And it's hard for me to understand. Cause I'm not like an endurance athlete or a marathon runner or anything like that. So I personally don't have any experience to put into that, but it is fascinating. Um, especially when you get into the cardio systems and how you should train at this percent of your you know your max, but good for you, man. I'm proud of you, dude. You're like Batman. That's what we're going for. We go, Joe Smith, the Batman of Nebraska. Is what, is, is what we you want. You
2: can just change your display name to that now. <laughs> yeah, the Batman. The Batman like, All
0: right, Joe Smith, the bat, Joe, the Batman of Nebraska, Smith. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah,
1: the yeah. I don't really want people to know that, you know. But Right.
0: Yeah, that's why it's in quotes. It's like you have ever seen. Joe and Batman in the same room together and that's all we're gonna say
1: (laughs) crazy right yeah I don't know training's weird and it's just this whole science behind it and everything is becoming increasingly you know more fascinating is like the more that I do it and um trying to teach my body to work better and burn fat instead of sugars and uh it, it takes a lot out of you but i, I think that that's going to be really important going down the road so for sure for all these crazy you know don't tell my wife yet but i'm thinking about
0: training for an ultra marathon <laughs> i love it um I, you know you know i support that but i won't tell your wife on this podcast yeah. don't worry she it's okay she has better things to do than listen to this and she's it's your secret safe
1: <laughs> perfect
0: okay i don't think she
1: can hear me right now but like that's a that's kind of a goal after i turn 40 to maybe do an ultra
0: so i love it dude let's go what's your uh how have you adjusted your diet uh to for this training have you
1: yeah i haven't really adjusted well like i said i'm trying to do a shift to um like burn more of the fat instead of the sugars so i'm fasted training more but like not really getting any any nutrients before I do my workouts just to kind of like push through a little bit um but I'm I'd say I'm like 95% vegan still just trying to really adjust to uh, like staying that way I'm just I'm still pretty new with the vegan diet I say that despite having done it pretty like strictly for almost a year yeah but like um well occasionally pepper and some like fish but other than that it's you know I'm I'd say I'm like 95% vegan and just really trying to figure out like the more that I do it and the more that I work out uh I feel like because I'm getting these whole foods and I'm getting a lot of these really good healthy like fats and things like I don't really have to eat as much because like I don't I don't feel hungry and i'm able to sustain myself off of just like you know water like it's it's really weird it's not something that like when i was doing more earlier with you um i felt like i had to eat a lot and like eat and eat and eat sure uh the type of training but like now that i've been working on trying to burn different sources of energy i'm eating a bit less like it's easier for me to eat less
0: Do you mean less just overall or just like you eat a lot at one time and then less throughout the day or is it just less in general? Yeah, I eat
1: about twice a day, like two good sized meals, like twice a day. And both of those meals are pretty big, but um, like they're, uh, they're getting smaller. Like those meals, like I'm hitting that point of being satiated, like a lot faster with the meals and I realize I'm leaving more on my plate and then not like being able to have like leftovers. So for some reason it feels like my meals are getting smaller but my energy levels are staying like the same. I don't but, know, it's really weird.
0: No, dude, that's awesome to hear. You're becoming a ninja. That's, that's basically what's happening. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's not something I ever thought I would say, you know, on the eve of turning
0: 40. <laughs> that's, that's impressive, man. I totally, it doesn't even register to me that you're even close to being 40. So that's how we're gonna keep that shit. For okay. sure. The ageless Um, wonder. I have been trying to balance my diet with a little bit of more of a plant-based approach recently. So this is why I'm asking because I think that that's cool. I've been feeling, I've been feeling really good about it. Um, not totally. I don't think I'm ever going to make like the say I'm vegan or whatever, but like to have more of a plant, like, a days i just do yoga or whatever i try to just make it like that like a plant-based day and see how i feel and i have i've been feeling really fucking good about it so i'm uh, okay. i'm interested yeah
1: That's- it's, it's kind of crazy most of the morning time anymore i'm just having like smoothies but it's you know just a giant smoothie for breakfast and that really has just carried me through the day it's weird I'm, I'm sure you being in the fitness world as long as you've had there's um, rich roll uh, he's yeah yeah a, a freak machine like endurance athlete you know had a really rough life i've been reading a lot of his stuff lately
0: and uh yeah rich roll is great dude And i like john yeah. joseph as well he's, who's that john joseph the uh oh dude john joseph he was the uh singer of the crow mags and uh, he's a vegan uh, yeah. man. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I actually read yeah his uh um oh what well, like his big first book I think it was.
0: But meat is for pussies. Not meat is
1: for pussies. It's the other one, the PMA effect. PMA
0: effect. Yeah. They're both they're both great. They're both great. Yeah. And yeah. Adam, you were vegan for quite a while, weren't you? For about a month. That it? I thought.
2: Yeah. I kind of just missed eating, like, you know, my chicken and fish. I was off the red meat for okay. a while. But I I cooked up a mean-ass uh, steak last night for my post-workout meal. Yeah, baby. Yeah, a really nice 300-gram friggin' rump steak.
0: Yeah, baby.
2: Marinated it for a couple good of good hours. And cooked up some green vegetables, bro.
0: Good for you, man. Hey, it all works. I think a balanced diet is a very smart approach, so even Joe, I know you said you're like 95% vegan. Does that, is that 5% really just fish?
2: Yeah.
1: For the most part, like I just really, um, I'm lactose intolerant as well. So like any real amount of cheese, like, or any dairy is just not, um, like I can have a tiny bit of it, but it's weird anymore. Like the longer you go without getting something, the more your body just kind of goes, oh, I didn't, I guess I don't know if I really like this in the first place. Like I work around food. I work in a kitchen. I have to be able to taste like the pork that I'm cooking. I have to be able to taste the chicken that I like the product that I'm putting out there. And since I'm not in a 100% vegan kitchen, like I still have to eat this food. I can tell when things taste good. I just know that I don't like it anymore. Like that's okay. <laughs> like, so it's like okay this tastes good enough for me to like know that somebody who's going to eat this is going to enjoy this but like i know that i just don't it's weird i don't enjoy it anymore and i just really am just craving those leafy greens baby
0: <laughs> yeah dude, they're they're power um we do you need to hook us up with some vegan recipes dude
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been, it's kind of a wild time in life with, with work. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever, I know you've created your own business, but we're kind of transitioning to this point where I'm literally basically starting our business that's been established for the last 10 years. Basically starting it over. Okay. Like restructuring everything. And I've basically been put in charge of this company, uh, and, yeah, it's keeping me incredibly,
0: incredibly busy. So, Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned something to me about that not too long ago. I hope that's going well, man. I completely understand. So no no pressure yeah. to give me those savory oatmeal recipes, bro. But no, I, know, I know what you're going through. Yeah,
1: savory oats, man. I, I mean, just the quick and dirty on the savory oats. Take out all the fruit and all the sugar and everything and just start throwing in your peanut butters and your <laughs> – I mean, if you want to do sausage, peanut butter, sausage, you know, garlic and uh, uh, like sriracha, yeah. green onion, uh, yeah. throw, a, throw like a, like over easy egg on that. Like it's yeah. going to change your life,
0: man. Damn, son. All right. Thanks for the homework, everybody. You got savory oatmeal and Black Sabbath to, to just <laughs> consume on this Sabbath Sunday. Good combination, man. Great combinations. <laughs> Boys, I love you Fist bump, we're we'll gonna call it there. I gotta roll. All right, y'all Let's have a on night. Have a great week. Good night, do for you. Joe, crushing today. Best of luck with everything. I'm proud of you back. Later, bro. <laughs>